Star Tribune's Prep Sports Podcast has been brought to you by France and Bank and Trust. And welcome back to the Star Tribune's Talking Preps Podcast. I'm David Levake, and we are talking girls hockey today because we are on the uh, edge of the state tournament quarterfinals, which are starting Friday and Saturday this week at the Excel Energy Center to be continued uh, the week of March 29th. A uh, little different deal this year, but but what isn't this year, uh, given given COVID and all the tentacles that come from it? We have a special guest that's going to help us break down what we can expect to see in the tournament. She is a 2015 Star Tribune Metro Player of the Year, also won Miss Hockey that year, went on to the University of Minnesota, was an NCAA champion uh, with the Gophers. The great Taylor Williamson, how are you? I'm doing great, David. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Was that good enough intro? Did we pump the tires well enough? Or did I, did <laughs> yeah, I miss something? No, you you really pumped me up there. I, I appreciate the intro. <laughs> I'm curious because now you're coaching at YZ. That's another big reason that we have you on this. You just completed your second year. Uh, your father, Dean, is an assistant coach. And I'm wondering what kind of payback have you gotten on him the last two years? I mean, has he just been, you know, having to schlep the water bottles and doing all the grunt work. I mean, what's it like when dad works for you? You know what? It's great having the tables turn and me getting to be the bench boss for once. I'll tell you that. (laughs) Um, What's the worst, what's the worst duties he has to carry out? Um, you know, I guess you would probably have, have to ask him that question, but I think it's just hilarious. The fact that it's so, it's so funny to watch him, you know, cause obviously he was my coach growing up. And so, um, like I was that 14, 15, 16, 17 year old girl that he, you know, with all my friends that he's coaching, but now being older and coming back and seeing him interact with, with these younger high school girls, it's so funny, but, um, in all seriousness, he is just like so gifted at coaching and it's so fun to see him make an impact on these girls and, um, also teach me, um, you know, tools of, of how to be a better coach every single day. Well, I mean, what a gift for the two of you. What a, what a way to, uh, you know, supplement and, and everything your relationship is father and daughter to, to be able to coach together and have this time together. That's special. Yeah, it's been, it's been an absolute blast. And honestly, I feel like if anything, it's just a testament to Minnesota hockey. Cause you know, people ask all the time that, play hockey out of state you know what is it about Minnesota hockey that makes it so special and on the topic of the tournament and just you know the the culture that we have here um for Minnesota high school hockey it's it's stories like that where you have your father-daughter coaching duo you know coming back just because of the passion and love they have for the sport and and for high school hockey and I as we all know like the state tournament is just the epitome of it all um and it's so much fun and I'm just so happy that it's it's still happening despite all the all the obstacles we've had to face this season yeah if back in the fall um you probably as aware as anybody so the high school league did not have any sort of uh state tournaments as sections were it if you got that far and and or section finals i should say are it if you got that far and then and that you know they when they came out and looked at the winter sports right away, they said, we need to at least keep the ability to have the tournaments alive as long as possible. It's, it's easier to cancel them later if we have to, but to cancel them early and to take that carrot away from all those players and coaches, they didn't want to do that again. And I'm glad that they, that they 
chose to to keep that option open because now, as you said, we're, we're here and, you know, some teams have had to drop out due to COVID related reasons, but by and large, the, the teams are here in, in the various winter sports and it's game on. And that's, that's great. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, you know, it's, it's what everyone works for. So I'm so happy that these kids who've just been working their butts off and training hard that they get this opportunity to, you know, play, play at the X under the big lights and um, play with, with, people that they've grown up with. It's going to be super fun to watch. I'm, I'm really excited for it. Well, and, and that, that raises a good point because, you know, we've had special guests before last year. It was um, the Blake coach, Sean Reed. He and I sat down in studio when you could still do that all those years ago. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we talked about the tournament. Uh, uh, Ted Cheeseborough has been our uh, con- continued guest when talking boys hockey. And of course he's coached in state tournaments with Centennial. Now he's at Henry, excuse me, Henry Sibley. Uh, but, but you bring a, a, a player's perspective. And so whether or not, uh, you know, someone has made the state tournament before, I mean, what are, what are these girls in for this week? Um, I know it looks a little different, but it's still at the X and, and all that. What, what are they in for as far as that experience and uh, everything that comes with it? They, I was just going to say, they're in for what will be one of the most fun weekends of their entire high school experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, it's everything starting that, that Wednesday night with the banquet. Like it just, it all starts there. Um, everywhere from, you know, staying in the hotel room with your team, um, to all those meals, to walking across the street, to watch other high school games going on at the X and just soak in that environment. Um, and then, you know, finally like getting to the rink, getting ready for your game, warming up, um, under the stands. And then all of a sudden you walk out of that tunnel and those big bright lights just blind you <laughs> and and you and all you can do is it is just like shake like it's and it's not even necessary it can be nerves but honestly it's just excitement um it's that thing that you know you had grown up going and watching high school the high school state tournament since you were six years old and now all of a sudden you're that player and it's, it's going to be so fun to see the best of the best matchup. And you know that without a doubt, the te- every single team is just going to give it their all. And so we're in for some super fun games, both in Class A and Double A. Um, and honestly, this year it's anyone's game, in my opinion, um, just with how crazy it's been. So that's why I'm so excited to see just how it's all going to unfold. Yeah, and I don't want to put you on the spot when it comes to single A because I don't think your schedule this year because everyone's schedules were were condensed and it was much more, if not just their conference, it was much more regional. Um, do you have any insight on any of the single A teams? You don't have to. Like I said, I don't want to put you in a place where you're talking completely out of school, but any any insight about what we might see in the single A bracket? You know, I can't. Yeah, like you said, I can't speak necessarily um, amongst specific teams and, and whatnot. Um, but just what I can say from having that opportunity to coach a lot of those players that are in the tournament. Um, I, I think what's been so fun to watch in girls hockey and, and how it's evolved is the development of, of their skill um, and how they see the ice. I think it's going to be a tournament this year where they're just honestly showcasing all of that skill and ability Um, and just by keeping up with, with scores, watching games in, in class a, there's no doubt in my mind that, um, it's going to be competitive, but I also think 
it's going to be super fun for all of us watching to just see the playmaking ability and the hockey IQ that's coming out of these players in class A. And, and frankly, it, as we continue to grow this game, um, class A and, and double A, they really are um, starting to level out and, and even up mat, um, like skill wise. So it's going to be super fun um, just to see what players really stand out um, and what teams, because uh, at the end of the day, you know, with, with the nerves that come with the state tournament. Um, in my opinion, it's the true competitors, the ones that, that love that pressure um, that really shine through. So I'm excited to see who that's going to be this year. Yeah, in the, uh, in the quarterfinals, I'll just, I'll just rattle them off quick. You don't, uh, you can drop in anything that you may or may not have, but we've got Rochester lured against War Road, of course. We're used to seeing War Road uh, make runs to the title game. Uh, you got Laverne, uh, the, the, the hockey outpost from southwestern Minnesota, uh, who, who, you know, really has some really great players, like you said, really skilled players. They'll play Proctor, Hermantown. River Lakes plays Gentry Academy. Gentry Academy is the number one seed. This is, I believe, their second year of girls hockey. They are a very small uh, private school uh, uh, located in Vadnais Heights. Definitely raising some eyebrows. You know, who is this new animal walking among the herd? What do we make of this? And uh, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get more opinions from folks as the tournament wears on. Uh, and then you got Mountain West Tonka uh, playing Chisago Lakes. Uh, that's the uh, nightcap on Friday. All these quarterfinal games, I should mention, are on Friday at the XL. That, and that's a game I'm really interested in, uh, in seeing because uh, Mountain West Tonka, you know, solid program. And Chisago Lakes is, as a four seed, I think, you know, that's, you know, they might be a little, un, you know, that might be a little less than what they could do. They've got one of the best forward lines in, in class single A hockey. And, and uh, I'm excited to see what they can come up with for this tournament. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm super excited to see what Laverne's going to give. Um, like you said, the little outpost there. Um, <laughs> it's, it's going to be super fun. I, I love how, I mean, even, yeah, with, like you said, with Gentry, there's just different teams and it's, it's given, those girls an opportunity to uh, show them what, what they've got in the state of Minnesota. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just going to the leaders here. I, I should have had this up, but the leader in goals in the state right now is from Laverne. It's Cameron van van Batavia. I hope I'm saying her name, right. Uh, 47 goals, 87 <laughs> points. And oh, and oh, by the way, she's a sophomore. <laughs> so she, that's, that's a, that's a, that's an exciting player. And, and, uh, you know, that, you know, you've got up and down the line at, at these other programs, Jenna Lowry from Chicago Lakes, Jenna, Gino Hendrickson out of War Road. There's yep. some, there's some really talented players uh, in single A and it'll be fun to showcase what they can do. Switching over to double A, double A quarterfinals are taking place on, uh, we mentioned uh, that single A was Friday, double A is Saturday, all day Saturday at the X. Is it really as simple as it's Edina versus Andover and everybody else get out of the way? No, you know, I, that, like I was saying earlier, I think obviously those, those two teams not having lost a game um, and, and seeing who they have on their roster. Obviously we know that we are going to see a lot of fun um, and competitive hockey games with those two in particular. But like I said, with the year we've had, um, and with the incredible coaches that we have coaching these high school teams these days, it could be anyone's game. Um, you know, Minnetonka has got, um, some really young, strong players. They have Rory, 
um, in her senior year. Um, Dulac, you know, in between the pipes who can just be a brick wall. Um, and, you know, as we know, there's nothing more dangerous than having a hot goaltender. So um, honestly, I, I can't just say it's going to come down to those two teams. Um, I would say, you know, obviously there's favor with, with them and the incredible, like remarkable depth that they have on those two teams, <laughs> just unlike anything I've ever seen. Um, but, but I wouldn't necessarily count those other teams out. No, I think uh, Minnetonka, you know, last year people were looking at it coming in and it was a lot of the same story as Andover, Edina had all the hype, but Hey, Minnetonka, people thought they could have, you know, beat either one of those teams and, and Minnetonka showed well, they took third and, and then this year, I, I look at Stillwater and I wonder what we've got there as the four seed because they have no players that are have made college commitments as of yet, but they have had a very strong season. They've only lost twice. They beat Hill Murray in the section final. And so, yeah, to your point, there's a lot of places you can point to, a lot of teams you can point to rather and say, you know what, they, they've got a chance. And, you know, and it's, it's a one game deal and, and as good and as overwhelming at times as Andover and Edina has been, uh, it's a funny game. <laughs> the puck bounces, you got goalies, who knows? Yeah, you know, and I think the, you know, with Stillwater too, um, I, I know their, their coach Mira, cause she also um, played at, at the U. She was a few years older um, and before me, but you, you know that these coaches who act ironically, you know, those top four teams, they're, they're all coached by, by female coaches too, which is pretty neat. Um, but they, they are preparing and have been preparing their teams for this moment. Um, and so that's why, you know, it is, it is teams like Stillwater with no commits yet. Here they are upsetting Hill Murray, who is an incredible team. Um, and so at the end of the day, especially in state, especially in playoffs, uh, the teams that win, the, win their games are the ones that play a team game and not an individual game. And so that's why you look at teams like Stillwater and you know that they're going to be dangerous because they've been coached well, they're disciplined, and they're going to make sure that they commit to that game plan that she sets um, in store for the quarterfinal. Yeah, I'll run through the quarterfinal matchups. We start off with Centennial versus number two seed Edina. Then you got Alexandria area, which is a nice story. They have not been to the state as a double A program. They've been a single A program for many years and done well, but here they are at double A. They're playing number three seed Minnetonka, uh, who we mentioned last year took third. And you got Farmington uh, having to go up against number one seed Andover. Uh, in the primetime spot, six o'clock. And then uh, that nightcap is number five seed Eastview against number four seed Stillwater. So I, um, you, you saw Edina twice this year. What makes them what they are, which is, you know, 19 and 0 and, and you know, right there with Andover in terms of favorite to win this thing. What is it about? What do they have that, that you really uh, appreciate about their game? Well, I can give you one name and that's Emma Connor. No, yeah, I mean, talk about a fun player to watch, but uh, speaking on behalf of Edina as a whole, um, and, and that being my, where I come from and, and, you know, have, have a love and passion for that program. Um, I think what I love most about what, the Hornets continue to do is always finding a way to win. 
Um, good teams, championship teams, do whatever it takes, find a way to win. Um, and the and the unique thing that all teams from Edina face is that you know that you're getting every team's best that's playing you because all they want to do is beat you. Right. Um, and I think it prepares them well for playoffs and for state tournament time because um, you know you, you might not have necessarily seen it a ton this year, but even like I think about their last game against Brack uh, against Blake in the regular season and them taking them to overtime, right? Like um, I was at that game and and you could see you know Blake was rolling. They they had that momentum and yet. Once overtime rolled around, um, Edina just took that game back and they found that way to win. So I think I respect that so much from them. I mean, it's insane how much depth they have. Um, The fact that you have college commits um, on every single line is um, like, it's unheard of. And a testament to the youth program, um, a testament to these kids who just devote so much time and energy into a game that they love. Um, I'd also like to point out it's a testament to the class of 2015 because right now Edina is on a seven season streak of the qualifying for the state tournaments that started with Taylor Williamson's class of 2015. So hats off to you as well. Well, thank you. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I'd love to say, I'd love to say I could take the credit, but I absolutely (laughs) cannot. Andover is is something I'm I'm kind of perplexed because they have just been destroying people. The Northwest Suburban Conference is a bit top heavy. It's them and it's Maple Grove, and then there's quite a drop off. And they have absolutely destroyed everybody. Edina has been more tested. There's no question about that. And from a player standpoint and a coaching standpoint, what would you you know? You would you rather have confidence of of you know being able to to play as well as you're playing and, and, or, or do you prefer that strength of schedule? I mean, what, how do you, which would you rather have? And is, is there a way to, you know, bet on who's going to win based on one of those two intangibles? Yeah. You know, I, I really like that question. Um, you know, at the end of the day, these, these, these talented high end players, you want to have a good hockey game. Um, here's what I respect about Andover is what the circumstances we were given, they knew that they weren't going to be allowed to have a strong strength of schedule. Right. Cause that, and I should point that out too. They play everybody when they can. It's not like they duck anybody. They were stuck in this yeah. conference. Setting. Yeah. yeah. I, I thank you for mentioning that. Yeah. And so what I respect about this team is like, you're saying, yes, they they're blowing these teams out. But in my eyes, I view that as, them knowing and that them having their eyes set on the state tournament and yeah. how can they better their best every single game, despite not getting the advantage that Edina had in playing tougher teams. Yeah. Um, and so for me, I can't wait to see what Andover is going to bring because with Lee, like with your outstanding players that you have and, you know, Peyton Hemp just leading the, leading the way and, um, being such a strong leader for that program there's no doubt that with the experience they have taking that state championship home last season they know that they're going to have tough games and without a doubt 
they're going to come in with confidence, but they're also going to have that humility and acknowledgement of we still, nothing changes. Like we're going to play our game. We know we can get this done. We trust each other. Just take it game by game to get to that championship game, whoever it's against. Yeah. I, I don't know if I told you this when we talked last week to set this interview up, but I had a hell of a time picking the Star Tribune Metro player of the year because it was Connor and it was hemp. It, it was a flip of the coin. I thought about doing the cop out and just making co-players of the year, but I, I said, no, no, you, you can't do that. Unless they're teammates that then I might do it, but otherwise you got to pick one and live with it. So I actually couldn't figure out how to kind of break this tie. And, and I called an NHL scout who works locally, who has no affiliation with girls hockey, no, no baggage as far as politics. And I just said, all right, so what do we have here? And, and he broke it down in a way that, that took sort of the emotion out of it. It was, he said, what I see you have here is a playmaker versus a finisher uh, because hemp has a ton of assists. And, and I think Connor has just cracked double digits finally, even though she has like 30 goals. Um, he said, I, I said, he said, I would go with the playmaker because I think it's harder to be a good playmaker in, in high school hockey. He said, but because the strength of schedule is so overwhelmingly in the favor of the finisher, that's who you have to pick. Hmm. And I thought, all right, I'll go with that. <laughs> that makes sense. You know, I, I, something's got to tip the scales and, you know, maybe hemp will win miss hockey and it'll all work itself out and balance itself out that way. But because they're both, they're both tremendous. And, and, you know, I, I, what I just told you, I told Peyton hemp at our photo shoot um, a couple Sundays ago. And she said, Oh, it's just, hemp is a great player. I'm, you know, I'm just happy to be here as one of the top players. It's fine. No, no problem. No sweat. So just a great kid, you know, and if your nickname, you mentioned toughness and, and being a good leader, if your nickname is the brick, which Peyton's is, she's not <laughs> going to let this team get fat on their scores. She's going to make sure that everyone's playing with the requisite focus for the games that matter. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, I've gone back to the, to the, uh, I just want to kind of say this in closing here. I've gone back to, um, you know, kind of a, kind of a, a way to tie this all together. You mentioned the top four seeds in double A are all coached by female coaches. Um, you, you, you look at last year and it's in the title game with Andover and, and uh, with Edina and, and uh, ran female coaches. And then, you know, this year you've had Olympians come back, gold medal winners come back to the coaching ranks kelly panic at her at her alma mater vanilla st margaret's and maddie rooney's at centennial there in the state tournament and hannah brandt is at her alma mater of hill murray what does it what what extra intangibles does a female coach offer female players uh, I'm, I'm always curious about that because i think that 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 you know male coaches for the you know have been supportive and you know they've done a nice job but but what extra intangibles are there woman to woman that 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 a male coach wouldn't quite be able to offer or quite understand i think it's just that simple fact of we are someone that they can look to and know that we have experienced exactly what they are going through in that moment mm. um you know when you look at all of us we're we're in our young 20s so it literally wasn't that long ago when we were in their shoes um and so for for us that advantage is that you, we don't need to work to relate we just show up and you and we know that we have that respect from them and it just allows for you know us as coaches to get our points across way easier and um communicate in a way that 
we know that they're receiving it well and it's going to better them not only as hockey players but as people too yeah yeah that's a good point I did a story on the Olympians this year and, and I, I share with you a funny story that didn't make the article. You, uh, we'll, we'll close out with this. So I had a brand, I think, you know, one of the most humble people ever, yes. um, you know, fantastic talent, but just a humble, humble woman. So <laughs> do you remember this, this series? I, I don't know if it was state of hockey or FSN, but it was called homegrown and it was a history of, of women's hockey in Minnesota. Did you see that? Yep. Yep. Maybe your interview for it. I don't even know. I, I I don't remember every moment of it, but it was a, a really well done. I think it was a three part series. So of course Hannah Brandt is is being interviewed, and so she goes, "I show up for practice at Hill Murray, and I got a camera crew following me." It's <laughs> <laughs> just saying, I wonder what these players are thinking. Like, whoa, this is how it's going to be now with Hannah Brandt. We're going to have a camera crew everywhere. So I, it, it didn't make the story, but I I thought that anecdote was hilarious, particularly when you consider who you're talking about with Hannah. You know, being this humble you know, soft, you know, understated person. And she got a camera crew at the first day of practice at her new coaching job. So I, just, I thought that juxtaposition was hilarious. But. That is so funny. All that <laughs> well, very good. I am going to put you on the spot. All right. So it's Andover. He died. Well, no, no, I'd probably back it up. Cause it, we talked about, it could be a couple of different teams. Who is your class two, a champion? Oh, you are <laughs> well. I'll leave you. I'll leave you off the hook for single A because you didn't play any of those teams. But I am going to yep. put you on the hook for double A, and I know you can handle it. Who you got, Taylor? Yeah, man. I have my reasons for. I have my reasons for the two. I do. Um, I w- I would say the reason that Andover would win is because they've been there before. They experienced it last year, and they're hungry for it again. I would say Edina because of the way that they've been playing down the stretch, um, watching their section games, they are firing on all cylinders right now. Um, and I think that that's a sign of the hunger that they want to get that state championship back to Edina. Um, both have their, their big guns leading the way. Um, so evenly matched there, um, you know, goaltenders are solid on both ends. So honestly, it's going to be the team who has, the most will to win that game um, and determination to get that state championship back to their city. So I know it's not giving you a clear answer, but it's reasons for both ends. um, And it's going to be a heck of a game. And the winner is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I I don't, I, I don't fall. You've, I've been a journalist a lot longer than you've been a coach and I don't fall for these non-answer answers. It was very, it was very thoughtful. It was very well explained, but it didn't give me my answer. So I I know you're, you, but you know this about me after all these years (laughs) that I don't, my mind doesn't go there. The, 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 my, I'm a processor. I go through like all the X's and O's before I think of who I just assumed going to win. Yeah. I have no idea, David. You're going to make me give you a team? Yeah, you, you really ought to. Now, now the buildup is getting so big, you know, so now you, you've created this monster now by not answering. So who you got? You got to take one. Tomorrow, hell, an hour from now, it could be somebody different. But right now, who do you got? Edina finds a way to win. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Very good. I'll, I'll take Andover to hold on to it. I, I think they're going to answer – I think they're going to answer their critics that have pointed to their schedule and, and said, ah, eh, you know, how good are they really, even as defending champs? I think Andover 
has something to prove as a defending champ, which is weird to say, but yeah. I think that that's going to give them incentive and, and they've got the horses and, and they'll, they'll get it done. But again, it's going to be a great game. It's both teams are going to be fast. Both teams are going to be tough and both teams are going to be skilled. And, and uh, if, if we get this matchup, I, I look forward to it immensely. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. And I will be texting you during that game saying, I told you this is going to be back and forth. It's going to go either way. <laughs> I, I, I can take it. I, in fact, it, it's kind of fun. From the, I always appreciate the banter. I Just like I've very, very much appreciated you doing this. Thank you, Taylor, for being a part of this. The insight, the conversation was wonderful. Um, we, will, we will have you back sometime in the future to talk hockey again. Awesome. Thanks, David. Appreciate your time as well. You take care.